Hey guys, let me ask you something. Do you like going to the post office? I didn't think so, babe. When you get to blazingrightradio.com, do yourself a favor and click on the banner for stamps.com. Save time, print postage online. What you can do is print postage using your own computer and a printer right at home. No more time-consuming trips to the post office and you can't find parking and then you get there and the line is going out the door and around the corner and people are trying to ship their grandmother's ashes in a big tomb. I don't know why the ashes would be in a tomb, but, you know, they're trying to ship grandma and it's taking a long time. And you're about to go damn postal yourself, so you can access all USPS mail classes and cervixes, including international, on stamps.com. You get the lowest rates available, and it's open 24-7. Also, once you click on the banner, you can get a four-week trial plus $80 in extras. Print stamps, envelopes, or shipping labels, exact postage the instant you need it, receive discounts you can't get at the post office. Folks, this is truly shipping made simple. Go to blazonryradio.com and click on the banner for stamps.com where you'll find a multitude of professional mailing services. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Blazing Rye Radio. On this episode, I interview the very talented and very charming and very handsome band from Australia, Oxford and Company. You can check out their website, uh, which is oxfordandco.com.au. It's a bit confusing with the co when the ow when the com. Oxford and co dot com dot au as they are from australia Mm. it's been a stressful day i'll be honest um massive headache massive headache you know it's just one of those days uh it was long it was difficult there were conflicts. I don't like conflict. I was dealing with some conflict. I'm not good at standing up for myself, and I'm not good at um, laying low either. You know what I mean? So, like, here's the thing. I had a therapist once say, if, uh, well, I still see this guy, actually. When you don't stand up for yourself, there are consequences. So... You know, uh, my instinct now, with I think what is good advice, is to stand up for for myself. But then you have situations where if you do rock that boat, then what's going to happen is perhaps you create even more friction, more tension in that relationship uh, than there had been. I don't fucking know. Uh, it's just been a long day, and, uh, the thing is, when I actually do, like, you know, stand up for myself, it's hard for me to do it without there being some sort of confrontation, 
And when that happens, I wind up feeling a little bit guilty and like I it's sometimes somehow it always winds up backfiring, you know, even though like I'm clearly in the right all the time, 100 percent of the time. I mean, come on, you know, it's me. Um, your boy Blazing Ryan knows what he's fucking saying. Uh, so, yeah, it's been a stressful day. I just took three Advil. And I'm planning on calling my doctor in the morning. That's not true. Um, tried to watch The Flash when I got home. Uh, I enjoy that show. It's not good. It's not good at all. But I really enjoy it. It's weird because that actor who plays The Flash, I thought he was terrible on Glee. Uh, but he's great as The Flash. Anyway, it's not a good show to watch with a headache. I'll tell you that right now. Anyway, I hope I've... Uh, royally uh ruined your good mood at this point if i have that is fine have no fear because oxford and co is here to save the day by the way that one of the guys from oxford and co looks exactly like zach efron so uh and prior to the uh interview he said oh you have that great radio voice i don't know what that accent was let me let me back up beep 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 he said that I had a great radio voice, and I said, with my voice and your Efron looks, we could, and he goes, we could take over the world. <laughs> I do a horrible Australian accent. Um, I had to do a British accent recently for a show, uh, and it, I, you know, they never said it was not good, but like two days before the show, the director said, Oh, the playwright and I were talking, and we think it might be best if you just drop the accent. So I'm in the play with the, you know, my character is saying all the cheerio and all this British stuff in a totally American accent. And the voice in which I'm talking to you now, with which I'm talking to you now, I should say, I used the wrong um, uh, preposition. So... I dare you, I dare you to find another podcast where the host burps before he corrects his own grammar if you can that's amazing let me know send me a timestamp. all right so uh what was i saying oh yeah so they, then they said i had to do it in my regular accent but it was a little awkward with the script because this character was so heavily british i feel like if i had more time with the character i could have done it also i was a big fat guy at the time and i don't think the character was meant to be fat Mm. It was weird. That was a weird rehearsal process. It was a reading at Fordham, Lincoln Center. A play called Peace Warriors by my friend Asaf's dad, Duran Benatar, and quite a uh, quite an intense show. And uh, yeah, that was awesome because it was the first time I had like been in a play in a long time. Although it was a reading, but my uh, friend Lindsay that I went to high school with, she and I were always like in the same class and stuff. And so uh, we, we constantly had scenes together and we were really, you know, she, she was the Siegfried to my Roy, as you would have it. And, uh, or maybe the Tennille to my captain would be a more appropriate um, analogy. But it was cool, man. I acted with her for the first time in, 12 years or something yeah 12 years and it was so awesome to be on stage with her again 
uh, it wasn't awesome to be like 60 pounds heavier than I had been prior when I was on stage with her, you know, in high school. Um, but we're taking care of that. We're taking care of that. We're, we're getting there. Uh, but <clears throat> she, you know, the, the, the thing that I no- noticed, I noticed was most different was that when we were in high school and we took a five or a 10 or a 15 minute break in the middle of a rehearsal or a theater class, we would interact with each other or go to the vending machine with each other or something. Anyway, we took a five or whatever during these rehearsals. Everybody takes out his or her iPhone. Um, And there were cell phones at the time, but there wasn't you know, in 1999 or 1998 to 2001, 97 to 2001, there wasn't um, texting. And there certainly were not smartphones. Boy, I, I miss those. I used to have a Motorola time. And if, you hadn't, if you're too young to have had a Motorola StarTech, you have not lived. You got to get yourself one on eBay or something. And try throwing it against the wall and see if that fucker breaks. I guarantee you that thing will last forever. Uh, it is just... I remember at the time when, when, when I was in high school with that Motorola StarTac. Great phone. Flip phone. Sturdy phone. Remember the mayor of New Haven where I grew up, Mayor Stefano. he had a Motorola StarTac and he clipped it to his pants. And I clipped mine to my pants too, you know, with the old clip thing. And I thought I was so cool because I was like the mayor. I was back in the day. Um, I've been thinking lately that there's a ton of, of podcasts out there, right? And uh, I'm sure it's like it's easy for us to get lost among the podcasts. Um, but that's okay, you know? People seem to be listening. People seem to like it. And uh, and that's awesome. Um, so keep on listening. But I always hear Kevin Smith say this thing about... Uh, he always... At, at the end of his podcast, he says, Go re- record a podcast, everyone. At the end of um, Jay and Silent Bob Get Old, he might say it on at the end of Smodcast and Hollywood Babylon too. I'm not sure. I'm not as. Uh, um, what's the word I'm looking for? I'm looking for like the opposite of inept. Ept? Not as ept <laughs> at those two podcasts. Um, but he always says, go record a podcast, everybody, because the best case scenario is you have a, a record of a conversation, no, 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 the best case scenario is you have, you wind up with a TV show like Comic Book Man or like Marin. Uh, worst case scenario is you have a record of a conversation with your friends. And if that's the worst case scenario, then that's awesome. Unless somehow your podcast winds up being the reason for an earthquake or something, then, then you know, <laughs> that would be the worst that could happen. Um... So yeah, uh, I've been encouraging people to record podcasts lately. So please, if you're listening to this, record a podcast, man. Send it to me. I want to hear what you have to say. Uh, More people care about what you want to say than you will know. Unless you're Kanye West. In that case, uh, a good amount of people care. A good amount of people do not. I'd say it's it's about 50-50, perhaps 40-60. 
Uh, I am one of the people that, uh, well, I certainly cares what he, what he has to rap and sing. I certainly care about that. Um, but your average Joe or your average Blazing Rye or Blazing Weeks, people want to hear what you got to say, man. And, and, you know, if you think you, you don't have anything to talk about, well, we all do. We all have these back pocket stories, like Kevin Smith says on Jay and Silent Bob Get Old. You know, you're at a party or something, you need something to talk to somebody about. We all have these stories. Tell us your stories. You know what drives me nuts is when I ask someone to tell me a story. And, you know, I have tons of stories, as um, you may have heard on Blazing Rye Radio, Blazing Rye Backstage. But it drives me boncos when people can't think of one to tell. Drives me nuts. Everyone has a fucking story. Tell your stories. Who knows what could happen? Best case scenario? Turns into a TV show. Kevin Smith is actually even making movies with his uh, Smodcast pictures, and that originated with the uh, the Smodcast. So, you know, I mean, regardless of how you feel about his latest movie, Tusk and Red State, which I loved, you know, both of them. Um, a lot of people didn't. Uh, they probably wouldn't have been possible without without him podcasting so yeah so do it man uh there's various ways to record them you can record it in a uh, garage band and then uh, upload to a thing or i don't know how the fuck that works but uh we've always used block talk radio it's been very good to us so um blogtalkradio.com is a great way to get started you can set up a free account to get started at first it used to be that you could do free um uh, like a free hour show or something and uh and then they changed it to a half hour at some point but still you can get in there get your trial in and uh see if it's for you but send them to me bros and sis sisters bros sis bros and sisters i want to hear what you got to say man um so this interview tonight that you're going to hear is with uh, the band Oxford and Co. You can check them out at oxfordandco.com. Oxford.co.com.au. And uh, yeah, I think you'll find these gentlemen very charming. And you can't see them, but once you hear them, you'll agree with me that one of them looks exactly like Zach Efron. So we'll hear from them. And then we'll hear a little of their music to close us out. All right. Enjoy. This is Oxford & Co. recorded live at the CMJ Rap Party at Cyber PR in Park Slope, Brooklyn, New York City on October 26th, 2014. Here it is, my interview with Oxford & Co. Enjoy. I'm here with Oxford and Company. Is it Oxford and Company? Oxford and Co. Oxford and Company. Oxford and but we Co. never correct people if they say Co. Oh, that's, you're far too polite for New York City. Yeah, we're way too polite. <laughs> uh, uh, the new album by Oxford and Company from Oxford and Company, or is it Oxford and Company by Oxford and Company? That's exactly right. The latter. The latter. Okay. Uh, tell me about the new album. It's a release we, we just released in uh, June, late June, and we did it via a great company called Noise Trade, which essentially um, gave us some great ad advertising on their homepage. They've got something like, what, three or four million subscribers to their, to their database. So we chose to do this, but, but the, the way it works is 
you give it away for free to anyone that wants to download. So we thought that'd be a cool way to sort of get our first ever release out there. Sure. So, to speak. so you need to spread the word first before you make any, any money off it. That's it. I mean, uh, I suppose the, the industry is changing sure. at a rapid pace and uh, we, we saw this as, as kind of our first calling card. It's like, hey look, this is what the band is about. Come and see us live. Come and get involved. You know, get in on the ground level. Yeah. Because well, I mean, we're, we're taking the elevator straight to the top, right? That's right. <laughs> so we might as well give this one away for free. Because yeah. uh -huh. the next one is going to be something special. It's probably be free. <laughs> this one, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's where it's at. Yeah. <laughs> and how has CMJ been? Super fun. Yeah. Super fun. I mean, in your favorite parts? Uh, I think um, just the energy in the city is is really intoxicating. The amount of the amount of people here. But um, we uh, we ended up kind of our first show, which was on the Thursday night. Um, prior to that, we just played Lincoln Hall in Chicago. Uh, that night, straight after the gig at midnight, we jumped in the car and drove 14 hours. Uh, we arrived at about 2, 2, 2.30 or something uh, and then we played a show um, in this kind of cool little clothing store on, uh, on the Lower East Side and uh, you know I think we were just buzzed and uh, you yeah, know it worked out well uh, I mean it was it was only there were probably only 30 people in the room at the time when we started and there were some other bands playing and as we started playing early sirens coming from around the place and Sort of looking around as we're playing, trying to stay focused, and then all these fire engines sort of turn up and park right out the front of the clothing store and create this sort of scene as we're still playing. But it was actually amazing. It started bringing people from all over the place to come and have a look at this scene, and then there we are playing our music in this tiny little store, and all of a sudden we had a great, you know, packed strong, out packed out yeah. crowd to, to watch our very first up and dubbing at the zombie show because we were so tired. So essentially, somebody may have died so that you guys yeah. could live. So, it, it, and that's true, and it's a sacrifice yeah. that needed to be made. So um, Was it Ebola related? I, I believe so. Uh, every, everything is there, right? Okay. <laughs> if you watch the news, apparently everything's yeah. Ebola. And which It was totally a false alarm by that. Let me just oh, make okay. that clear. There were yeah. no fires. The firemen actually looked into the store as well and checked out, checked out the scene. Do you know what happened? No just... idea. But there was no, there was no emergency. I think oh. it was just a false alarm. No one actually died of Ebola-related <laughs> symptoms. Yeah. Fair <laughs> um, and uh, which movie uh, of his do you prefer between High School Musical 2 and High School Musical 4? <laughs> oh. uh, I, only, I only watched the... Um, the uncut internet videos, if you know what I mean. I see. Uh, I'm, not, I'm, not a, I'm not a fan of the... Uh... Come on, man, that's some of my best work. <laughs> <laughs> and what was it like working with Seth Rogen and Neighbors? <laughs> <laughs> he's a super great guy. Super uh, he great seems man. like he'd be a nice yeah. guy. Yeah. His Australian accent's even better than mine. Really? Uh, it's really strong. <laughs> yeah. um, what has been your least favorite part of New York City? Traffic. Mm. Yeah, hands oh, down, boy. the worst part. See, the last two bands have said traffic or the bumpy roads. We have a lot more terrible things than that. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But that's I mean, good to hear, I guess. Yeah, this is this is the first time I've been in the city where I've, I've actually been driving mm -hmm. places and I've found it incredibly frustrating. Like, I feel like people either don't know where they're going, which is stupid because I'm from the other side of the world and I, know what I, I feel like I know what I'm doing. But, uh, you know, or there's no clear kind of way that people drive here. They're just like, I'm just going to stop. Yeah. I'm just going to double park here forever. <laughs> yeah. Why not? What are you going to do about it? Yeah. 
You're yeah. not writing a letter to the city, mate. Come on. Dear <laughs> New York City. If you want to find out more, go to Cam's blog, <laughs> camsrants.com. I was in Puerto Rico recently, and we were stopped at a traffic light, and we saw a car to our left going in reverse 30 miles an hour up the road, like as if he was driving forward. I've never seen anything like that. I've never seen driving as bad as that in my life. Um, but you guys know we have subways, right? Yeah. yeah, which is which is what we would prefer to take if we didn't have three guitars. Um, Gear. Uh, yeah, for sure. Equipment, yes. Yeah, and we've got spindly little musician's arms, so we can't. <laughs> spindly? Yeah. I've never heard that word no, before. No, spindly. It's a um, good one. Oh, spindly. Yeah. Got it. Um, what's, what's with the matching pants and shoes? That was a happy mistake this morning. Mm. Hey, look at he and I had the same outfit going well. Like when he had the denim jacket on, the same deal going on. Yeah, right. Yeah. It's super cute. <laughs> I thought <laughs> so. <at least>. Yeah. <laughs> We both we both right, kind of yeah, yeah we you. both walked out of the room and was like oh uh, what are you wearing but the, the only clean clothes has to have been planned the pocket squares and blazers now. no that's that's generally what we do on stage yeah that's yeah. our that's our thing we wear suits and ties normally and today it is the end of the festival and the end of our tour as it is so we we don't have any more clean laundry so this is what uh, <laughs> this is what we got this is what we got yeah. <laughs> you haven't showered have you? What, what's a show? <laughs> um, I don't know if we talk about your music at all. Uh, what, um, what, uh, don't worry about it. You talked about your album. Um, and where can people find it? Is it on iTunes? And the- it, it is on iTunes, yeah. It's available to download there. Mm-hmm. It's also available to download via Noise Trade, the mm-hmm. website. Um, you, you can you stream can it stream from it. our website, which is oxfordand.co. Okay. And... Bandcamp as well. Spotify. Spotify. Um, Actually, you can pretty much get it anywhere. YouTube. Now I'm thinking about it. Yeah. (laughs) You can go to McDonald's. Where can we not get it? Uh, (laughs) Not Burger King, just McDonald's. No, yeah, exactly. We've got an exclusive. Exclusive. Exclusive with McDonald's. Got it. Um, All right, well, uh, uh, thank you guys so much. Uh, You sounded great downstairs. Thank Thank you very much. Appreciate you uh, sticking around and doing the interview. Thanks, Thanks, man. Thanks a lot, guys. They are Oxford and Company. Well, whoops. As I listened back to this interview, I realized at the very beginning I clarified it was actually Oxford and Company. But for social media and website purposes, it's Oxford and Co. And follow him on Twitter, at Oxford and Co. The and is an actual uh, word and not an ampersims, whatever that word is. Ampersand, amp, ampersand, Andy Sandberg. Check out BlazingRyeRadio.com where you can find a video clip, a video interview of my, uh, or a video of my interview, I should say, with Oxford and Company. And you can see just how much this guy looks like Zac Efron. Also, the matching outfits was a bit, I would say it was a bit strange, except that, uh, I mean, it was a little strange that they both had pocket, uh, like a, a pocket square in a blazer, and the shoes matched and everything. Everything was very specifically kind of matching, like clash matching though. So it wasn't. Ex- Either way, they were dressed very well. Um, I uh, I just wanted to say thank you for listening. Go record a podcast. 
I'm going to leave you with a little uh, preview of Oxford and Company. This is from um, the events the other day. It's just a little snippet of what they have to offer. Make sure you check them out. Check out their website. Check out their Twitter, their Facebook. And uh, I can think of no better way of ending the show than by saying, if it ain't showbiz, it ain't a biz. Hit the brakes, Florence. And somebody owes me a martini. <laughs>